Welcome to the Daily Devotional with Derek Nider. Thanks for joining us as he walks us through the pages of Scripture with a daily word of insight and encouragement. Hey, I want to encourage you today, if the devotions have been a blessing to you, you know, take a minute and pass it on to a family member, a friend, or maybe a colleague at work. Um, I would say to you, even if someone doesn't really have a relationship with Jesus, you know, this is a great way for them to just have an opportunity to be exposed to God's Word. So take a second today, pass it on, uh, and share the blessing of Scripture with somebody in your life. Well, we're in Genesis chapter 30 today. Verse 1 is where we're going to start. A couple of verses, lots packed in here. We won't get to all of it, but let me pray. God, thank you that, that you're the God of our lives and that we can look to you to do what no one else can do. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, the Bible says in verse 1, When Rachel saw that she bore Jacob no children, she envied her sister. She said to Jacob, Give me children or I shall die. Jacob's anger was kindled against Rachel, and he said, Am I in the place of God, who has withheld from you the fruit of the womb? Then she said, Here is my servant Bilhah. Go into her that she may give birth on my behalf. I'll just tell you right now, like, this is a family in distress. This is a family in major dysfunction. And um, you probably know the story, right? Jacob loved Rachel. Uh, Rachel's dad, Laban, was a conniver. We've already like run into this dude before. He was a really greedy guy. And so instead of Laban giving Rachel to Jacob, he gave Leah, his older daughter. And so you know, Jacob, not, not, in a, not in a good place because he loved Rachel. He had Leah as a wife, and then he had to work a number of years more for Rachel, and then he got Rachel as a wife, and Leah was very productive from the sense of being able to have babies. Rachel was not. And so huge dysfunction, right? We, we drop into the scene, and Rachel's filled with envy. Interesting, the, the scripture uses that word because we know um, envy is when we are coveting something that somebody else has and we begin to hate them for it. That's envy. We begin to covet something that somebody else has and we begin to hate them for it. And she's stirred up because, you know, her husband's got another wife. That's a major problem uh, to begin with. But she's unable to have children. And so she's all stirred up and in that emotional overwhelming moment, you know, I mean, her words are kind of excessive. She's like, I'm going to die if you don't give me a child. And you know, when we're all like, when we're all stirred up emotionally, uh, oftentimes our feelings are not connected to reality. Um, it was for sure probably an idiom, you know, that she was saying. She's like just trying to ex express how distressed she was. But you know, sometimes it's like, wow, that's we're not going to die. Like, let's just calm down for a moment. There is a lot of pain in this, and there's a lot of chaos and dysfunction, but, but it's a little excessive to say that. And the excessiveness of it leads her to ask Jacob to do something that he's unable to do. You know, his response to her, wrong response, by the way, totally insensitive. He should have prayed like his father prayed. His, you know, Isaac's response was to pray for Rebecca to have a child. And, you know, God answered that, that prayer. On the other hand, Jacob is like, what, am I in the place of God? You know, God has allowed this to happen to you. And 
And that was the mindset of the time. That was the mindset of the culture that if a woman was unable to have a child, that it was the curse of God upon her life. You know, we know that that's, that's certainly not, not the case. Um, it can be the case that God has intentionally not allowed that to happen. Nevertheless, you know, a hard thing for, for Rachel to have to deal with, but an insensitive attitude from Jacob, and then, it, you know, choosing to not do the right thing, which would have been prayer, but he is right. He was right in the sense of, you know, she was asking him to handle something that God could only handle. And I just want to point this out today that, you know, we have to be careful to not look for others to do what only God can do. Sometimes I think when we're in that place of struggle and difficulty and maybe, you know, we're, we're wanting something God hasn't given to us, you know, we can... We can, in our own incapacity to make it happen, we can start to look to others to bring something to pass that only God can bring to pass. You know, you start to look at your family members or friends and, and you start making demands upon them because you want something so bad that they're unable to give to you. You have this level of expectation that just frankly will never be able to be met by them because only God can do it. I think, you know, Maybe in a different way, we can treat our spouses like this. You know, we sometimes ex ex expect our spouse to supply something, you know, to supply some level of care or um, to bring to us something that we need that God's like, hey, I'm the only one. Why are you looking at him or her to do for you what only I can do? I think it happens with pastors, you know. There are a lot of people in the... Christian world who are looking to a religious leader to do something or supply something or say something that only God can supply or say or give. We just need to be really careful because if we're not, what we end up doing is we treat people in a way that we have a set of expectations they'll never be able to meet. And then sometimes we're tempted to handle it in our own flesh in a way that God never wants. And that's what she does. She's like, hey, here's my, I want that baby so bad. You're going to make it happen. I want that baby so bad. You go into my servant and you make it happen. And that for sure was not the will of God for her. Let's learn from this. Let's be wise. Let's make sure we're just waiting on God to do what God is only able to do. And let's remember that covetousness and envy never lead to anything good. Have a good day. We hope this podcast has ministered to you. If it has, we welcome you to rate it or leave a review. If you would like to stay connected with Pastor Derek Nider or find many more teachings, please visit awakenlv.org. Click visit and then choose Pastor Derek Nider. These links are also in this episode's description. Until next time, God bless you.